So these guys, this group, they call themselves the Infinite Playing Society. Sometimes they, there's a lot of penguin usage, right? They actually know how to do spiritual warfare online. They're good at it. They're trained in it. IPS is just showing the truth. Yeah. Respect to the Infinite Playing Society. The Autohoker Revolution. So that was Auto Hoax Revolution by MVP to Hardware Vandal. John the Bond coming to you from beautiful Plovdiv, Bulgaria. And today we're taking a look at this question. What is your opinion of the military and the kinds of people who join today? Well, who are these people and what are they expecting? Because I saw a very interesting recruitment ad. Now, I don't know if this is a real ad or if this is meant to be some kind of satirical piece. I haven't looked into it. Let's take a look at the clip and then you tell me. And then when we get on the other side of this, I'll go through some comments that were left on a Reddit thread to do with this topic. I'll go through your live stream comments as well. And we will discuss this rather interesting question. What is the military there for? What kinds of people are joining? And what kinds of things are they going to be doing in the future? Let's take a look at this clip. For those of you listening rather than watching, of course, these audios are released as MP3s as well. It's footage of what is apparently meant to be military training in Australia. And the defense force, let's say these people of the army, I suppose. They're holding a riot gear, okay? There's a whole line of maybe uh, 20 of these dudes holding riot gear. And then the people who are acting as the protesters, they're getting attacked by dogs. They're running up and trying to come and kick the, uh, the barricades, rolling a big uh, tractor wheel over Maintaining stability. So it's got these little things that come up on the screen. Little text. So maintaining stability. Protecting our people. The army. Wow. That's full on. So... <laughs> so the advertisement to try and get people to join the Australian army shows training where the these uh, army recruits I suppose are training how to hold right gear and repel a protest group now call me old fashioned but I would have thought the defence force was there to defend from foreign invaders now, why would the military be training and using as their recruitment tool for tr- for their trying to get uh, people to join up? Footage of training involving holding right gear and repelling protesters. I might be out of the loop. In fact, I probably am out of the loop. It is March 15, 2023. This is No Poll Review number 8. 
And we did start a little bit late today. I'm sorry about that. Of course, daylight savings has kicked in for the Americans. So they're an hour ahead of where they were last week. Normally, these shows start at 11 p.m. Plovdiv. But we started this one a couple hours late. Had some other things to attend to today. So it's about one o'clock local time here in beautiful Plovdiv, Bulgaria. And we are live streaming all over the world. And of course, these are available as MP3s the next day. I ripped them to audio and then I cut out the dead air and I published them as podcasts as MP3. But you might be here live. And if you are, let me know if the audio is coming through in the live stream chat. Let's go and take a look at that chat. As a matter of fact, got a few people in there. Max Lowe says he's hyped for a new video. Got a couple of the Penguin crew in here. YouTube is here as usual. Sean Hamer says it sounds great, the audio he means. Thank you very much. Just let me know, guys. Nathan Oakley's there as well. Just let me know, guys, if there's any problems with the audio and I can switch to different uh, internet. Just using the Wi-Fi now should be okay. And I can adjust the audio levels as well. If I'm coming through too loud or if the videos I play are too soft or too loud, just let me know and I will fix them up. So let's take a look at the next little thing I've got lined up. Now, that was an Australian military advertisement, which I saw earlier today. Let's take a look at some military recruiting advertisements from America. Now, I haven't seen these. This is a 1 minute 30 clip. So let's take a look at this. This is from six days ago from the U.S. Army. And the thumbnail says, Be all you can be in bright yellow. And on the background is what looks like a Confederate. <laughs> looks like a Civil War uh, battle. That's interesting. And then it says, Be all you can be, U.S. Army. Here's a personal question for you. And it's entitled, Overcoming Obstacles new US Army brand commercial. So, guys, I haven't seen this. You're about to see this or listen to this for the first time, as am I. So let's take a look at this together. This is an advertisement now in 2023. I don't know what to expect. Let me guess. Uh, overcoming obstacles. I'm guessing it's going to show recruits improving themselves and getting fitter and stronger. And I'm expecting lots of cuts from you know, this guy doing some kind of obstacle course to this guy in a simulated battle, perhaps. And lots of smiles as well. Like, they'll show lots of smiles, I'm guessing. They want to make people think it's a happy environment to be in. So I'm guessing they'll intersperse the combat and the training, but also people smiling, having fun. And it is current year, so there'll probably be a lot of diversity in this as well, I would imagine, as there should be, of course. We live in a diverse world, and uh, Europe will not be the monolithic creature it once was. And some people are going to help in this great change. But this great change must take place because otherwise uh, Europe cannot exist. Of course, that's for Europe. I'm guessing America is much the same. We can't have a... Uh, countries can't be the way they used to be. They must change. They must modernize and diversify um, and normalize the, the new normal, as it were. All very important, I think. So let's finally take a look at this ad. Am I on the money or am I way off? Let's take a look. Okay, so it starts off with a reenactment of a what looks like a civil war. Here's a personal era. question for you. When you look into your future, do you see a life full of obstacles or possibilities? Right, I'm just going to pause it there. So for those of you listening, because there's actually a larger audience who listen to these as audios and as uh, watches live streams. So it's important I explain what's on the screen. So there's a recreation of what looks to me, to my untrained eye, like the settlement era or the frontier era, maybe the Civil War era of... Well, not the Civil War. What was it called? Uh, you know, Independent War. The War of Independence, yes. 
So maybe 200 years ago. I don't know. I could be way off. <laughs> I don't know. I think it's meant to be a reenactment from hundreds of years ago. Let's say that. It's at night time. There's smoke in the background. Now they've got some dude who is saying... So now he's looking to the camera and he's saying, when you look into your future, do you see a life full of obstacles or possibilities? And they've got it set so that he's there with these uh, war people. They're presumably some kind of battle they're in. So he's actually there with them. They're all tending to war, I suppose. But this guy's looking at the camera and he's saying, when you look into your future, do you see a life full of obstacles or possibilities? Back in 1775. There you go, 1775, folks. So that was the War of Independence, right? I think I got that one right. The 13 colonies combined their outmatched forces into a unified army. 13 colonies combined their outmatched forces into a unified army. Beginning to fight for our nation's independence. independence. And that was the first obstacle. And that was the first obstacle. And it shows someone firing off a cannon. The army made history by overcoming the insurmountable. Okay, now it cuts to a daytime scene where it looks like they're doing some mining or some digging. Presumably part of their efforts to get rid of the English back in the day. But history is never over. Yeah, we jumps down into a ditch. The obstacles kept coming. This is trench warfare, so this this looks like now it's meant to be more like uh, the 1900s, World War One, perhaps. One after the other, after the other. Maybe got some dudes landing. And the army made history again and again, pushing back from the brink of disaster and grasping victory from hopeless odds, getting bigger, smarter, and stronger. Now they've got a game of football going on. American football. Uh-huh. Okay, so for some reason they've cut from all these different, you know, scenes of war recreation. Now they just... I'm just rewinding the scenes again. Yeah, it's a game of football. In the rain. The army transformed the lives of the millions within its ranks. And, and the character of this country. If you see obstacles support. ahead of you, take a closer look at this force. That's been overcoming them for over 250 years. Where you can draw strength. Oh, so it, and now it ends with him on the recruitment bus. He's walking through the recruitment bus. Knows beside you. And make your history. Make your history. Now that's interesting. At the end of all of that, focuses on a white guy. I did not see that coming. At the end of all of that, on the recruitment bus. And it shows a very diverse bunch of new recruits that have to be set on this bus, but for some reason... <laughs> For some strange reason. Yeah, they've got a nice, diverse-looking bus there. But for some reason, who does he focus on at the end? And make your history. Make your history. And he looks at the white guy with the collared shirt and the sweater. Very well-dressed man. Could be off to the library. But instead, he's off to make his own history. Well, I was wrong, folks. I I thought there'd be more... um. Well, I wasn't expecting the guy to be looking at the camera and talking to the camera, so sort of the whole uh, narrative of the thing I got wrong, the whole structure of it. But I got the diversity part right, although I am surprised by this little thing at the end, focusing on the white guy as he looks out the window, thinking of all of his opportunities now that he's joined the U.S. Army. Hmm. Yeah, there you go. Weren't as many smiles in this either. The last smile was really at the end of the guy looking towards his future. Barely even a smile, too. Be all you can be as they're on the bus. Ah, good stuff. All right. So this is another one. This was also uploaded eight days ago. 
this must be some kind of new advertising campaign for the US military. I'm not going to play too many of these videos. So for those of you who are listening who are like, oh, this is a bit boring. We can't see the video. I, I get that, but I want to play a couple more of these ads. And then we'll go and take a look at this thread on Conspiracy No Poll. This is, of course, a No Poll review. What is your opinion of the military and the people who join? Quite a few people left their comments. We'll take a look at those in just a moment. And I will read out your live stream chat comments as well. But one more of these, be or you can be military ads. Okay, they've got the uh, establishment shot over a canyon now. What does it mean when people say America is a land of opportunity? opportunity. It means we strive to be a nation of limitless possibilities. Exploring those possibilities isn't just an inclination. It's our greatest strength. This is all the power to discover. To redefine yourself. To improve yourself. To To challenge yourself. To challenge yourself. To realize there's more in you than you ever knew that you could do. To be all you can be. To be all you can be. It means never assuming something can't be done. And if it's the right thing to do, never stopping until you achieve it. That's how the U.S. Army has succeeded since the founding of this country. Since the founding of the... Never stopping until you... Hold on a second. So all of the people they had looking at the camera talking about opportunities and all the other good things that come with joining the army, they're all, you know, in their barracks or they're training somewhere or there's somewhere that kind of makes sense for military. Then it cuts to a guy in front of a plane. And, and so they're all in their army gear. But then it cuts to a guy in a business. Achieve it. That's how the U.S. Army... Who's this guy? <laughs> What's he doing there? What is he, the pilot of that big bomber behind him? What, what the hell's going on here? He has succeeded since the founding of this country. Since the founding of this... So then it cuts to a, what looks like some kind of um, a ranked officer, McConville. He's got lots of his decorations on his uniform, so I can see why he's there. Why is all my business suit? The U.S. Army has succeeded since the, the founding of this country. Since the founding of this country. Giving people an open field to explore what they do best. With the best tools. The best training. Maybe the businessman is like high up at Raytheon or one of these defense companies. You know what I mean? Like, maybe this ad is just being a bit more inclusive of all of the stakeholders, all of the different vested interests in what they call war. That could be it. Like, maybe they're just saying, hey, by the way, here's one of the other people. This bloke here, the more bombs that are dropped, the more money his company makes. You see what I mean? Or the more military gear that has to be produced for all these new recruits, or maybe they contract out some of the the barracks or the catering. Wouldn't surprise me with the U.S. military if it's all contracted out. So there are different vested interests that come from keeping the war machine going. Maybe this bloke is one of the businessmen, perhaps. Would make sense. Day. Every day. Every day. Seeing those possibilities and going out and achieving them, that's winning. And we all know that winning matters. Having possibilities matters. It's what makes every soldier swear that I will support support and defend the Constitution of the the United United States. States. America was built on embracing possibilities. This is what we do. This is what we do. This is what we do. This is we what bring we do. out the best in the people who serve. Because America calls for nothing less. So you can be all you can be. Be all you can be. Be all you can be. I want to be all you can be. 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 Maybe if I join the military, I can be all I can be, like these people. You can be. She looks very content with her life. I want to emulate what she's We bring out the best in the people who serve. Because America calls for nothing less. So you can be all you can be. 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 Yeah, yeah, boy. I want to be all I can be. Maybe the U.S. military is the way to be all I can be. Do you reckon they'd accept me? 
the U.S. military. Not really a uh, an American, am I? Probably that that'd be the first stumbling block, I suppose. So JT33 says, "Don't drink alcohol." But what if people enjoy it, JT33? What if it helps them to unwind and relax and socialize with people? What if it helps them to feel more content with their life? What then? Should they stop drinking alcohol? Okay, who else have we got in the live stream chat? There's people talking about their computers, what they drink. Underclocking and overclocking their computer. YouTube says, JLB, you are a class act. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. Very nice of you to say so. YouTube says, JLB is so smart, but I don't know. He just covers stuff that doesn't get me all riled up, so I don't get involved much. Well, that's interesting you should say that, YouTube. Remember back in the good old days, back in 2015, when the shape of the earth debate was peaking. It was a lot of fun back then, wasn't it? Because there were all these people who thought they knew so much, but they couldn't even explain why they believe, for example, in outer space. Or why they believe that they are spinning right now. Why is the Earth spinning? Why do you think we're hurtling around the sun and the sun's hurtling through the galaxy at these breakneck speeds? Why do you believe that? That was a lot of fun back then, wasn't it? But that was seven or eight years ago, YouTube. And I think a lot of the... If you can use the analogy of the fruit when it comes to some of these more fun and out there and exciting, wasn't it? Flat Earth was exciting back in the day. A lot of those more exciting topics, I think the, all of the low-hanging fruit has been picked, hasn't it? The, uh, the topics that are sort of confronting at first, and they get the different people talking, and then different ideas and memes start spreading around this corner of the internet, and all of those more exciting topics, I think. I think the best is, if you want the low-hanging fruit, the best is behind you. Now, if you want more... Hmm, what's the word for it? Things that maybe there's less payoff... And more, in, you know, you have to do your own research, as it were, to arrive at the conclusions. Maybe some of those topics still exist, but they, they're not as popular for obvious reasons. They don't give the same hit, the same sugar rush as, uh, as other topics did back in the day. And so when it comes to topics like this, we're looking at the US military. Like I said to you, I wanted to look at this because I saw that advertisement from Australia. And in case I didn't make this clear enough, it appears as though that ad is not just saying, hey, here's what we do in the military these days. We uh, defend against right-wing extremists on our own territory, these protesters. Because they're always right-wing extremists, aren't they? Let's be honest. Any protest group, eh, they're just right-wing extremists. That's whatever they're... They're all motivated by hatred. Let's be real. You know, that's the easy way to dismiss all of these things. And so not only are they saying that that's their training, that's their advertisement. So what, what I'm trying to get at here is what kind of people would sign up having seen that advertisement? I'm kind of going somewhere with this. And so this kind of topic and some of the other topics we've looked at for Conspiracy No Poll Review over the last seven or eight weeks, they might not be as exciting as the flat earth was back in 2015. But like I said, 2015 was a long time ago. And at the end of the day, and this is going to upset a lot of people, if someone believes that the earth is flat and somebody else believes they live in a giant spinning ball, yes, most likely their underlying frameworks and how they interact with the world are going to be very different. They have different thinking patterns and thought processes. But at the end of the day, does it change how they live their lives day to day? Probably not. And I think that's true of most of the topics that we talk about in this corner of the internet. Day to day, life remains the same. People wake up, they turn off their alarm, maybe they snooze for a bit, 
they check through their feed on their phone until they have to go to bed. Then they go and they have breakfast and or a shower and or brush their teeth and or iron their clothes if they didn't do it the day before. Then they go out to work. They do the same things day in, day out in most cases. Then they come home and they want to play video games or they want to go out for dinner with their friend or they want to uh, drink a few beers and watch some sports ball, you see. Or if they have kids, they have to pick up the kids from practice or whatever. Uh, if they're married, they might spend some time chatting with their with their uh, husband or their wife and they, they might be a good conversation. It might be the same monotonous, oh yeah, well, picked up the kids and blah, blah, like it might be the same conversation over and over again. Oh, you know, we're having dinner with Sally. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Make sure you leave for Saturday aside, blah, 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 whatever. So you see, most people's lives is more or less the same thing over and over again, regardless of their opinion of the shape of the earth or even their opinion of the military. End of the day, most of us are not going to decide to join the military or not based on one or two advertisements. Most of us, you would think. And they're not going to make the decision based on some live stream by some dude living in Bulgaria, you see. So this doesn't really change anything. It's just a nice way to discuss, well, what do you think about this? What do you think about that? Where do you see things headed? Me personally, I see Western nations. I see them headed for lots of these military on the street to repel the right-wing nationalists. Might be five years away, might be 10 years away, might be 20. I don't know. But eventually, that's where I see the United States and probably Australia as well, I think. Uh, That's where I see it headed. Canada, New Zealand, most likely. England. I think a lot of their police still don't even have uh, handguns on them. They're not even armed, I think. I could be wrong about that. So might be a little bit longer before they quite get the same. But this is where I see things headed, to be honest. I don't see any great collapse. I know a lot of people have their hearts set on the great collapse. Yeah, I just don't see that, folks. No great collapse. Just a steady progress towards a future where... The people who have any sense are fully aware that they're effectively under a worldwide military dictatorship. Effectively, I mean, the, the military themselves might be the uh, the leaders of the whole thing. They'll be answering to people, but more or less any country, this idea of, oh, we're a democracy and we have rights and freedom. Well, some people will still believe that, but a lot of people will realize, yeah, but come on, man, they can just shut down parts of the city whenever they want. If any of us try and protest, they've got the military there to, and with attack dogs, no less. So people will just go along with the, uh, with the agenda. And that's how it's going to be. Some people think this is a good thing. Some people think it's a bad thing. I don't see it as good or bad. It is what it is. This is where we're headed. And these kinds of military advertisements we just looked at, I think they fit in with that. They fit in with this idea. Let's take a look at the British. This is a one-minute British army recruiting campaign. It's entitled, Army Confidence Lasts a Lifetime. Let's take a look at this. Where does confidence come from? How you look? Where does confidence come from? Hey, little man, look at me. This could be you in just six weeks. Guarantee results fast. Get rid of my work. So this is weird. So they've got the military dudes patrolling somewhere that looks like one of those, uh, you know, countries... (laughs) Maybe Afghanistan or Iraq. It kind of looks like that. might not be. But it's, it's some desolate area, and they've got these military dudes walking around. And this guy's asking, where does confidence come from? Then it shows a huge gym dude. Looks like a bodybuilder. And uh, he's a very strange specimen, it has to be said, for this advertisement. 
And uh, he's, he's doing his big pose and he's saying to the military guy, listen, in six weeks you can be just like me. This could be you in just six weeks. Guarantee results fast. Get rid of my workout plan. It's the case guarantee. Quick hits. Yes, yes, okay, now they've got young people dressed in going out clothes. They're ready for a night out. Are they about to tell this guy, quit the army and come hang out and drink with us? I'm coming out tonight. Just a quick drink for the road, my man. Just a quick drink for the road. Now, this is very interesting advertisement. So again, for those of you listening, they've got the military dudes. There's a couple of dudes walking through some desolate area. And the, the guy was asking, the military guy was asking, where does confidence come from? As they're walking, carrying this heavy gear, presumably... They had some big gym guy come and say, hey, come be like me. You can be a big tough guy. He ignored that guy. Now he's got the friends dressed up for a night out or they've just finished a day at work. And they're saying, just come out for a drink, mate. Oh, this is mad, man. You're feeling it. It's so good to see you. That's interesting. So one of the three people for the night out come and drink. Like one was the friend who's dressed up, dressed up for a night out. Let's go back to him. There he goes. Come out, mate. We'll go out to the clubs. And then he's got his mate, he's after work, mate. Come on, mate, just one drink. Then he's got the lady. And the, what's the lady saying to him? Is the lady saying, just come out for a drink? Oh, my man. Oh, this is mad, man. You're feeling it. It's so good to see you. It's so good to see you. Fast fashion. What's up, my man? You already know what it is. And today, well, I'm busting some fresh heat. Take those dusty yeah, cuts off your feet, man. Man. No? Okay, this is the hottest drop of the year. Don't forget to subscribe. Come on, mate, nearly there. Lots of things can give you confidence for a little while. I have to say, I think this is a cleverly done ad. It's a bit, it's a bit avant-garde. Maybe the guys who sat around and thought up this one were enjoying some non-alcoholic substances. Maybe they were drinking alcohol as well. Who knows? And so they've come up with this idea that's a bit, little bit trippy. It's a little bit. What's the word for it? Psychedelic? He rejects the vanity of going to the gym, becoming a gym junkie. He rejects the party friends, and even the party girl says, no, I don't don't want that. He rejects the consumerism of the shoes and the subscribe now, I guess, the social media culture. As he gets over the mountain, one of his military friends says, we're almost there, mate. Then they all come out. There's, There's a whole bunch of them. So this is his team. So in other words, hey, you watching this ad, do you really want just vanity at the gym? Do you really want to just go for another drink and just be a party person and just drink all the time? Do you really want to get involved in the consumerism and the social media? No, you want to be with your friends. You want to be with your mates. And you want to be in the military. Be all you can the be. The confidence that lasts a lifetime? And learn real confidence. There's one place you'll find that. There's one place you'll find it. The, the British military. Well, I'm going to be honest. I kind of like the American... Uh, sorry, I kind of like the British ad a lot more than the American one. The American ones, I should say. That British one, if I can say so, for my sensibilities, was a little bit more, shall we say, intellectual. A little bit more, like it wasn't insulting. You know what I mean? It wasn't trying to insult your intelligence. You know, uh, a bit more. I mean, I can't think of the right word for it. There's a certain cleverness to it, you know. And also, the production values, I thought, were better. I liked the uh, the wide angle at the beginning and the end. And yeah, it's just as far as a narrative. I mean, that one was telling a story, wasn't it? That was a one minute story. You can do all these other things, but you can also come and be with your friends in the army. I like that message. Whereas the American ones, 
And I still can't understand why that businessman was there. What was he doing there? That one's going to keep me up at night. <laughs> what was that businessman in that? Were they... Was that the guy from Raytheon? Let's see if I can Google find out. Who was that businessman? That would be pretty funny. You know what? I would change my mind. I currently think the British ad was better than the American ones. But I would change my mind if that businessman was quite literally an executive for Raytheon or one of these other groups. See, now you're getting into uh, very clever little in-jokes and stuff. I like that. So the American one would take the cake if it turned out the businessman who was there for no apparent reason. <laughs> Can we go back to that? Jamie, pull that one up again. Where was that businessman? He was around here. There he is. Look at this. What was he doing in the ad? If he is a legit defense contractor executive making millions of dollars from these people signing up, joining the military, going, hopefully for this guy, hopefully going to war and dropping lots of bombs and stuff. Man, that would be very funny. I hope that's, I kind of hope that's what this is. I kind of hope that's exactly what this is. We live in a strange timeline, folks. What a time to be alive. Let's go and take a look at the live stream chat. Half an hour into the show already. Where does the time go? Time flies when you're having fun, as they say. Got about 40 people watching live from around the world. Yeah, different time tonight. And I didn't really put out many uh, messages to let people know. I didn't even know if I'd do this show, to be honest. Didn't know what time I'd get home. But uh, here we are. And we're doing the Conspiracy No Poll Review number 8, March 15, if you don't mind. Rocco Calzone says maybe that guy is a Lord of War businessman. And take a look at this dude. What is he doing in the military ad? Doesn't make any sense, does it? Or does it? Who else have we got here? Think H is a penguin 101 says teetotaler straight edge incels. He might be referring to some of the people in the chat. He might be referring to somebody else. Maybe he's referring to the guy in the advertisement. I'm not sure. Who goes around to live stream chats and kind of says that kind of thing without giving more explanation as to who he's talking about? Maybe just trying to uh, ruffle some feathers. Rudy and the dog says, my mates who joined up, presumably to the military, all was changed. This was Desert Storm, etc. days. They're like a dead zombie. So I think what Rudy is saying, that his friends who joined up to the military, they came back as zombies. And obviously he's being metaphorical with his uh, language there. He's not saying they came back as literal zombies, although maybe he is. They say that the military injects their people with a lot of stuff. Who knows what's in there, man? YouTube says, JLB is the real deal. He's not super promoted or even promoted in any way. I wish there were more people like him. Validation Boy is maybe another guy like this. Yeah, I tried to reach out to Validation Boy a few weeks ago to see if he might be interested in a conversation. I want to get to know the guy a little bit better. I think he's... YouTube channel lately, he's uh, tended towards some rather controversial topics. I'd love to get to know, where is this coming from? You know, where's... Firstly, what are his beliefs and why does he believe them? And then, why does he choose to focus on those topics? I think it would make for a very good conversation. But I couldn't... I don't know his contact details apart from the old... Back in the day, you guys, this is going to sound like a real dinosaur thing. It is a dinosaur thing to say, really. Back in the day, we used to use Gmail uh, Hangouts. It was called Google Hangouts, yeah. And so there was also a chat function within Google Hangouts. This is before the days of OBS, before Stream.io or all of these different streaming applications and uh, platforms that are very popular today. Before all of that, back in the day, back in 2014, I want to say. 13, 14, 15. That was the cool, that was the done thing was the Google Hangouts. And then there was this chat function there. So I tried to message him on the Google Hangouts chat function, whatever it's called. 
But other than that, I don't know if his contact details. And I don't know if he even has contact details. He's a bit of a strange dude, isn't he? But uh, anyway, try to reach out to him. Maybe in the future we'll manage to cross paths, mean validation boy, once again. Like the good old... Like the 2015 days, the good old days. Where has the time gone? Who else is in the live stream chat? Nathan Oakley says, I want to be the black guy in the advertisement. He is very buff. Interesting. Interesting uh, little observation. Tim Mosman says, Snipefest. Snipefest. Not sure what he's talking about. Nathan Oakley says that he still uses Google Hangouts. It costs £10 a month. Is that true? You have to pay, like, for what? What do you... What do you get for the £10? I don't even know. Think he's a penguin says that he would never want to ruffle any feathers. I think he would. I think he'd enjoy ruffling some feathers. I think some people get off on doing that on the internet. Ruffling feathers might be a way to relieve some stress from another hard day at work. Jumping online and ruffling some feathers would make sense, wouldn't it? A lot of people get very wound up by work. They... You say to them, how come you do this? How come you do that? They say, oh, I just need to unwind from work. I just need to unwind from work. I'm like, really? Is work winding you up? Oh, yeah, apparently. Get very wound up from work. Some people, very wound up. So afterwards, they want to drink or do some other substances and uh, or smoke or consume in one way or another. They want to maybe play some video games to unwind. Maybe play, maybe watch some Netflix to unwind. I've tried to watch some relatively recent TV shows. They All they do is wind me up. <laughs> Sitting there watching this thinking, really, this is this is the most popular stuff that people are watching today? Goodness gracious. Things have changed, haven't they? Oh, boy. They really have changed. So oh, somebody's explaining that you get stream sniped with Google Hangouts. Yeah, I do remember that was a thing. Every now and then somebody would somebody would somehow make it into someone's stream where they weren't really meant to be there and they do their best to uh interrupt the flow of the whole thing. I never did that. I never in fact someone I think Tim Osman did that when he was pretending to be John LeVon one day. Because he registered a whole this is Tim Osman with an S, not Tim Osman with a Z with uh, Infinite Plane Society. Tim Osman with an S who was here a little bit before the Tim Osman with a Z. And he created, I don't know if it was dozens or hundreds of fake John LeBon YouTube accounts where he would put my avatar there. So it would say John LeBon, it would have my avatar. So most people wouldn't think, like after a while, people cottoned on to this being being done. But earlier on, people wouldn't realize, hold on, that's not me. And he would be in live stream chats commenting, pretending to be me. And then... I don't know one time when he interrupted a live stream if he did that, pretending to be John LeBond or if he was just interrupting the chats. Can't remember now. It was all so long ago. So, yeah, back in the day, man. It was a different time back then, guys. I don't want to get caught on the reminiscing and the what have you, but uh, things have changed. Things have definitely changed. Tim Osmond says that you have changed. Yeah, I have changed. That's true. When I started doing this, it was 2014. So what was I back then? 25, mid-20s, 26. Now I'm closer... Well, I'm mid-30s now. I'm mid-30s now, man. So, you know, things change in that time. See more of the world. Experience more of the world. Do more things. Collect more memories, both good and bad. You know, 
you uh, yeah, you you probably should be different at thirty five than you were at twenty five. I would think. Hopefully better, but over time, no doubt, some things get worse. Surely, you accumulate more. Some of the idealism, you know, go back and listen to me back in the early days, man. I was a bit more idealistic. There's something cool about naive idealism. I think something cool about it. I think it's probably natural to lose some of that as you progress from your 20s to your 30s, especially in this scene. So I think it's natural to become a bit more cynical, maybe even a little bit more jaded, perhaps. Nathan Oakley says, best sociopath ever. I think he's referring to Tim Osman with an S. He might be referring to me. I'm not sure. Maybe he's referring to himself. Maybe he's proud of his sociopathy. So let's go and look at what, just one more ad, folks. I found one from Norway. Now, I haven't seen this before. It's a one minute 30 clip. It's from five years ago. This is a Norwegian military ad. I'm hoping that it's in English, but let's find out. Starts off with a guy fixing a bike. Establishment shots of beautiful parts Norway. What's the nicest things we have in this country? Is it the mountains? Is it the fishes in the ocean? Is it the oil? Many would say it's the spring. Or is it the summer? Maybe it's the autumn that's nicest. Possibly the winter. Maybe it's the old. Or is it really the new? Maybe the girls are the nicest. Ooh, we've got some diversity in there. Hold on. So when they were talking about the girls, they started with what you might call a more traditional appearance of Norwegian girls, at least at the front, two blonde-haired girls. In the back is a darker-haired girl. But then... Ooh, there's some real diversity. <laughs> oh, man, this is from five years ago in Norway. So they've got two Norwegian white boys in their military gear, and they're smiling at the three new Norwegians. The new Norwegians, of course. You see, this is from five years ago from Norway. It started off all philosophical, didn't it? What's the best... Is it our mountains? Is it our fish? Is it our oil? Is it the spring? Is it the summer? Is it the autumn? Is it the winter? Is it the new? Is it the old? Started off, and all the shots, you know, were commensurate with what was being said, including some very nice establishment shots, or very nice um, landscape shots, we should say. It's lovely stuff. And then it started talking about maybe the girls are the nicest, and now we get into the diversity for some reason. More diversity? Or is it the boys? Have a lovely drone landscape shop. Looks like a beautiful place, Norway. Jumping there's some trees in the water. Yeah, they're on the subway. Now you're in the subway and people don't look so nice. And they're swimming in the ocean. Believe in what you want. Say what we want. And become what we want. We can agree on one thing. We are lucky to live here. And we have a lot that is worth taking care of. And for everything we have and everything we are. Wow, what a contrast. Even with the British ad, this is... This is uh, a little bit different, isn't it? 
So whereas the British ad was focused more on the individual, the you, what are you doing with your life? Are you going out getting drunk? Are you being a consumerist? Are you being vain to the gym? Or would you rather be with your friends learning real confidence in yourself as a person? So that was more focused on the individual. This seems to be more focused on the collective. This is what we have and this is what we enjoy and these are our shared cultures and customs with a bizarre little section in the middle where they're talking about are the girls or the boys better with all the diversity. That was a strange little thing they put in there. But anyhow, so yeah, it was more of a collectivist uh, kind of advertisement appealing to the the interest in the shared values and, and what we have here in Norway. Interesting. But definitely a difference between the American and the and the European, shall we say. But all three were different, weren't they? Interesting stuff. So let's go and take a look at what people were saying on Conspiracy Nopal. Of course, that's the point of these Nopal reviews. We take a look at what has someone posted and what have people replied. So this was actually a thread that I put there today. The reason I chose this topic for our stream was because when I was trying to organize this stream about half an hour before I pressed go live, uh, Conspiracy Nopal, all of Reddit was down. So I couldn't go through the list of the most recent threads and pick out my favorite. But I thought, well, I remember posting this one. So in case Reddit isn't back up online, by the time we start this uh, this stream, I'll at least have some topic that I know was posted there. So that's why I chose this one for today. So I set, I wrote this on Conspiracy No Poll. I saw this post, uh, I saw this tweet posted somewhere, and it was that Australian advertisement. Which, if you're just joining us late, folks, there's an Australian advertisement. I don't know if it's a parody or if it's real. I think it's meant to be real, where they show military people training to take on. Presumably, domestic far-right extremist, far-right nationalist extremist, racist Nazis, uh, most presumably. You know, people who don't believe in the current thing, don't go along with the current thing. Those people, what if they protest? Well, the military is trained to get them, to stop them, to disperse them, to pacify them, perhaps. And so I posted about that on Conspiracy No Poll. Then I wrote, I don't know if this is a real advert from the actual Australian military and not merely a clever piece of satire. Either way, it got me thinking about the military and the kinds of people who join. It seems to me that most of these people probably mean well and are simply looking for a reliable income. Maybe some are also motivated by the desire for structure in their life, the opportunity to learn useful skills and so forth. If it ever gets to the stage where they are deployed as so-called peacekeepers in their own countries, though, and then I put dot, 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 I suppose you could say, well, they didn't know what they were signing up for, which is fair enough. Or is it? So in other words, I'm saying the people who are joining the military, if they're just joining because it's a reliable income and they can learn skills or they can go through university and in Australia you can do that, they'll put you through four years of uni. Yeah, but then you have to agree also to work for the military for four years afterwards. So it's like an eight-year commitment, isn't it? But you can do that in Australia. I'm guessing you can do that in America as well and other countries. So if people are just looking at it as a, as a reliable job, a way to learn skills and what have you, you know, they're not joining because they want to go and bomb people or hurt people. They actually just want to improve their own lot in life, then fair enough. However, what if they sign up knowing full well that part of the job will be to disperse protests in Australia. Like, what if that is what they're... They actually know they're signing up for that. You're signing up to learn how to be riot police in Australia, and you can be deployed to any protest to get rid of those people. That's what you're being trained for. So not defending Australia from foreign invaders who you know probably aren't coming. 
So, you know, you're probably going to be okay if you join up. You're not going to be most likely sent to any really dangerous area, most likely. And you're not going to be defending Australia from any foreign invaders, most likely. Come on, let's be real. But what you might be doing is going out to protests from these far-right extremists. Maybe they're protesting lockdowns. Maybe there's a new round of lockdowns. Maybe some climate lockdowns. And now it's your job to go and stop them from protesting. Here in beautiful, democratic, peaceful, people have rights Australia, your job will be to disperse these people as part of being in the so-called defence force. So what are you really defending at that point, you see? Let's take a look at some of the comments that were left. New Boot Goofin says, I think some join with a disconnect in their minds for who they will be serving under. If our current power turns on the public, I would hope every last soldier would go AWOL and get dishonourable discharges instead of following orders. Sadly, I feel like more than half of our military would blindly follow because it's just their job and they're just following orders. That was the top reply that was left on Conspiracy No Poll. And of course, if you don't use Conspiracy No Poll yet, you might want to go and check it out. Reddit does have a bad reputation for good reason. A lot of the subreddits are full of progressive current year uh, stuff. Yes, that's true. But Conspiracy No Poll, very different subreddit. Go and check it out. Lots of different discussions on all kinds of topics. And you might want to go and check out the people who are there. All right. The first reply to that first comment is, we already saw the soft launch of that purge, in my honest opinion, especially with doctors and nurses, where it was more of a hard purge. So Gundam Babop, who is leaving that reply, seems to be saying that there was a purge of people who don't follow the rules in the medical fraternity, doctors and nurses who wouldn't go along with it. I wonder how many was that really? I don't even know what the official stats are. But whatever the official stats are, what are the unoffic- like what what is the truth? How many really quit the profession because they didn't agree with the mandates or they didn't agree with the the uh, pandemic narrative, shall we say? I honestly don't know. Was it one percent, five percent, thirty percent? I have no idea. Let me know in the live stream chat. How many people do you think between twenty twenty and today, quit from the medical fraternity, doctors and nurses primarily, who wouldn't have otherwise done were it not for the coronavirus measures. Let me know in the live stream chat. What do you think is the... Because people are going to quit. Every profession has turnover. And in three years, there's going to be turnover, either retirements or people just leaving the industry for whatever reason. That's just going to happen naturally. What I'm saying is, not including that natural attrition, if we can put it that, what proportion of people who would have otherwise still been there have left the medical fraternity, do you think? Is it 1%, 10, 30, 50, whatever number you think it is? Let me know in the live stream chat. Okay, next reply on Conspiracy No Poll. In reply to New Boot Goofin, this is way too soon, who writes, in my experience, the career soldiers hate civilians. I used to live with one who had gotten out after 10 years. He would talk all kind of shit about civilians. One day I asked him how he felt to be a civilian because he was being a prick and I swear he looked like he was about to cry so what this guy way too soon is saying is that the career soldiers the ones who were there beyond their initial sign up what is it four years the ones who do that and then just stay there for another four years or ten years or fifty the ones who've been there for a long time so career soldiers this guy is saying that in his experience those guys the career soldiers hate civilians I have to say I haven't known that many people who were 
what you might call Korea. You know, Korea soldiers. Soldiers really isn't the right word. <laughs> Korea army people. I haven't known that many. So it's a small sample size, but I have seen this. I have seen this superiority complex of military people who think they're better than the civilians. They even use that. They even speak to them. Civilians, you know. I wonder how much that comes from training, how much that comes from the the culture within the, the military. I don't know, honestly. I really don't know. It's interesting, though. I do they sort of foster and ferment among the long-term military people this idea that, hey, we're the military, we're better than the civilians. I don't know. I honestly don't know. It wouldn't surprise me, based on what I've seen. And way too soon seems to be suggesting the same as well. Okay, let's go to affectionate act 8815. This is the second top reply to the OP. It says this. I joined because we were poor. I am proud of my service, but believe the military is used to advance globalist ideology. I'm not proud of the actions of this government. I choose to believe the people and the constitution, both people and constitution is capitalized. I choose to believe the people and the constitution will win out in the end. Loopy replies to them, same, the army did a lot for me. But I went in because I was poor. If you're poor, must put their lives on the line to have a normal life. Something isn't right with your country. Oh, very interesting. Gundam Bebop says, I almost did this. But being a lab rat for all their jabs is a solid no for me. I'd even be more poor if I ended up injured. Remember the anthrax vaccine, clown world. Then Loopy replies back to them. The vaccines were fine. The military was fine. The camaraderie was great. I was 18 and thought I was doing something meaningful. It was meaningful, just not for me. We are pawns. Very interesting conversation back and forth there at Conspiracy No Poll, I must say. Let's go to the live stream chat. Let's have a look here. Lots of people in the live stream chat. Stephen Crumley says, ODD, I forgot all about that person. I bet he made an unreal amount of cash during his heyday with Eric. So I think Stephen's referring to ODD TV and Eric, I think, might be Eric Dubay. He might be referring to. There's a blast from the past. Tim Osmond says, With this and more, I have concluded flat earthers are either participating or covering up the discretion of others, the indiscretions of others. Now, hold on. I have to scroll back here. What's going on here? Oh, I see what's going on here. There are allegations of impropriety against some leading flat earth personalities, e-celebs. I'm not going to repeat what those allegations are. I don't have any evidence for or against. I never really looked too far into some of those allegations that started coming out against some of the flat earthers in 2016, 17, 18. I didn't really get involved. By then, I'd already said, hey, this flat earth thing, I've had enough of this. I've interviewed all the leading flat earthers of come to my own conclusions. I'm kind of sick of all of this nonsense. And I left it behind. And that's when all those allegations started coming out against some of the flat, not all of them. I think some of them, they, they never did anything wrong and, and whatever, but there was quite a few of them where all kinds of allegations came out against some of them. And that was pretty full on. I did hear about them. I just never looked too far into them. This was all well after the ball was kept around the table. That was 2015 was the show. I'm talking maybe late 2016, maybe 2017 was when some of those big allegations came out. And by then, I had well and truly washed my hands of all of this nonsense. 
So, yeah, so guys, look, all these allegations in the live stream chat, you know, you there's no censorship here, but you shouldn't... This is my personal opinion. You shouldn't make allegations against people, especially of crime, of literal crime, unless you know the evidence is solid. Like, if they've been convicted or whatever, that's different. But if these are just rumours that are, you know, circulating... Me, personally, I, I wouldn't go down the path of... Uh, defaming people like that not that I'm suggesting that you'll get in trouble for it it's more just the the ethics of the whole thing you know lots of people have uh, you know an interest they, they enjoy all the gossip and the drama or what have you but you know what if some of those rumours are not true what if they are I don't know then again if they are true oh boy that whole flat earth thing was a bizarre it was a bizarre thing folks it really was bizarre bizarre thing alright so 50 people in the house. If you just got here late, we're talking about the military. What kind of people join the military? Would they join if they knew they're going to be sent to defend against domestic right-wing extremist neo-Nazi uh, terrorists in their own land? So not defending from foreigners, not even going and doing so-called peacekeeping tours in foreign lands. No, doing so-called peacekeeping in your own land. Would you sign up? I think a lot of people still would. I don't think that would deter many people. Because I don't think... How do I put this? Most people don't think too far through these things, okay? That's just the reality of the world in which we live. People, Most people do not put too much deep thought into anything. They can, they can know a lot of stuff, especially about their chosen profession, especially if they went to university or whatever. They can know a lot of stuff about accounting, or they can know a lot about fixing cars, or... Making food, making dinner, if they're a cook or a chef or what have you. They, whatever their profession is, they can know a lot about that. And then their main hobby, if it's sports ball or video games or uh, whatever the case might be, fishing, boating, they can know a lot about their main hobby. Beyond that, most people are not spending much time thinking about too many things, especially stuff like, is the government using the military as a domestic so-called peacekeeping force? And if so... Why are they doing that? Where could that lead? What are the potential problems with this? Most people don't care. Why should they care? Most people are just happy just to lead their lives. Do you see what I mean? That's just how it is. And people can come back and be like, oh, no, man, we're going to spread the truth. No, there's no spreading the truth. This is all a lot of nonsense. The world is what it is. It's on a certain path. And people like me can sit here behind a blue Yeti microphone and a an Acer Aspire laptop, and I can share my thoughts about these things, and that's great. People can listen, and I'm very grateful that people do listen. Hundreds of people from around the world, every episode, are listening to this, and I appreciate it, that people listen to what I have to say. But I don't think for a second that anything I say is going to change anything out there in the real world. That's not how this works. That's just not how this works, folks, in my personal opinion. Now, individuals can change their own lives. They can modify their lives or change certain habits and what have you and improve their lives. Definitely, I've seen it. And a lot of people have messaged me to say that my work has helped them in some way, and I'm very grateful for that as well. Definitely. We can change our own lives for the better. But this idea of some collective change to make governments more accountable, to stop this path that they're on to have their own military acting as so-called peacekeepers in their own country, martial law style, this idea there'll be enough people who come together and say, hey, we don't like that, we're going to stop it. No, we're not going to stop anything in my personal opinion. Of course, I'm a long way removed from all of that here in beautiful Plovdiv, Bulgaria. I don't see the same problems on the horizon for this country in the same time frame. Eventually, of course, every country is going the same way, but they're a long way behind on the uh, agenda here in this country. A long way behind. 
it could be as much as 20 or 30 years, I think. So I, in some ways, yes, they have technology here and they have all the modern amenities. And you might be surprised if you came here just how modern and advanced it is and how little poverty you see. You see less poverty here than you would in the major cities in America. I'll take that much for free right now. There's the poverty that people assume is here just isn't here. It's actually very advanced in that sense. But culturally, I'm talking about, and even politically, no, there's still, there's still a long way behind, my friends. A long, long way behind. So I'm not really worried about it. Even in Australia, I'm really not worried about where it's all headed, I think. What will be, will be. No point in stressing about it. I'm already 35. I'm already halfway through what I expect will be my life. So... I'm not too fussed about it. Now, if you said to me, well, JLB, if you could, if you were in charge, what would you do? I'm like, well, if I was in charge, what would I do? I'm so far from being in charge of this place. So, like, how would I even know what I would do? How would any of us know what we would do? It's easy to say, oh, if, if I was in charge, I would end world hunger and I would end this um, overspending on the military and I would make sure that Every school, uh, the boys are not taught to be girls and the girls are not taught to be boys. And if I was in, like, people have all these ideas, but yeah, really, I mean, how would you know what you would do? It's easy to say, isn't it? But would you really want to be in charge of all of these people? Really? Yes, you might like the perks that come with being in charge. The fame and the fortune and the power and the status. Sure, that might all seem uh, fun and worth it, sure. But in terms of the actual job of being responsible for the humans... Would you really want that job? Really? That's a lot of responsibility. You want to be in charge of all of the humans? Dude, look how stressed out people get in charge of just being in charge of one or two humans. Look how people stressed, people get so stressed out by parenthood these days. It's incredible. Not all of them, but a lot of them. They get stressed out just dealing with one little human that they created. They created this human, you know? And some of them get frustrated by just the fact they have to look out for this thing. For 15, 18 years. Yeah? Now, how is that person going to be in charge of millions of people? Give me a break. Goodness gracious me. And that's millions of people they didn't have any... I mean, if you're a parent, you're actually having, in theory, a role in the upbringing of that child. So, as it gets older, the more stress it's causing you, what does that tell you about yourself? What kind of human have you created here? This is one that you had control you helped, you helped to, to mold them, to shape them, to be a person. And you find them stressful? How about all the humans that you didn't even have control of creating and molding and shaping? Imagine how much they're going to stress you out. Goodness gracious me. Alrighty. Yeah, parents, man. Parents, they'll tell you all about the problems of being a parent. And then if you were to be foolish enough to suggest, oh, well, you didn't have to do that. Oh, well, it's the best thing I ever did. The best thing I ever did was have children. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Sounds like it. Alrighty, so John QK, let's zoom in so those of you watching at home can read along with me. This is a conspiracy no poll year. Yeah, let's check it out. John Q says, pretty neutral. I do respect that it's a job with a higher than normal risk of injury death. Is that really true? Is that really true that the military has a higher risk of injury or death? Could be true, I'm not sure. Anyway, and that it is highly physical standards meaning that people who do it are generally going to be more physically fit, disciplined, and brave. I would agree with that. I think if you took your average 30-year-old male who's in the military today and then compared him to the average... I mean, it's, when, if you took 100 guys who were 25 to 30 from the military 
and it took 25, uh, 50 to 100. <laughs> Try and make a comparison here because a one-to-one comparison could be rent. If you took 100 dudes who were from the military and 100 dudes who were not and then tried to get them to complete obstacle courses or tried to get them to uh, go hiking, uh, like a long-distance hike, or tried to get them to build something, and then you compared how they, how they fare, yeah, generally that group of 100 military people is going to smash the, the civilians, I would think. Wouldn't even be close. Of course, among the civilians, there'll be guys who are into fitness or into sports or what have you. So they'll have their own high achievers, but the, the median and especially that lower quartile, I think the military would just be so far, it wouldn't be funny. So I agree with that. So in the sense that fitness and discipline are good things, then yeah, I can see the military being beneficial for a lot of people. If that's the point that John QK is uh, making. In terms of a higher risk for injury, death, I don't know if that's true, folks. I don't know if that's true. What did the official stats say on that? What did the official stats say? If I go to is military risky job, let's just see what Google says. I'm interested to know. How dangerous is a soldier's job before you sign up? Before you sign up dot info. Well, that could be, I mean, who's this coming from? Do you know what I mean? Let's go and take a look at that. Is that a paste and go? Before you sign up dot info. Your no nonsense guide to the British army. How dangerous is a soldier's job? This depends on the kind of job the soldier has and how often they're sent to war, but the main risks aren't what you might expect. They're talking about the main risks in war. Yeah, we're not going to any wars, are you? British soldiers' war experiences. Are we talking about the regular job, which is not going to war? Okay, so this page is practically useless. Okay, is military more risky than other job? Let's just see what Google says. Google's usually pretty good handling this kind of thing. How dangerous is military service? How risky is it to be in the army? Almost 50% of military experience one or more injury each year. Hmm, that's a lot. I wonder what kind of injuries they are. Let's take a look at this. How dangerous is the military service? Extremely dangerous is one person. Heavy equipment. I want to know if it's more dangerous than just regular construction jobs. That's what I want to know. Like anything that involves manual labor, lifting things, especially on construction sites or demolition sites or what have you. Is the military meant to be more dangerous than that? I seriously doubt it. Mm, I'm looking through the, the different answers that are here on Quora, but none of it... I see some stats, man. This is from DCPHA, no, Defence Centres for Public Health, Aberdeen. So this is the UK, you would think... Almost 50% of military experience one or more injury each year. Most are overuse strains, sprains, and stress fractures to lower extremities, ankle, foot, knee, lower leg. More than half of these injuries are exercise or sports related. Now, isn't that interesting? Back and shoulder injuries are also common, more often associated with lifting. Um, yeah, parachuting. That- that would be dangerous, I would think. Because the parachutes they use, you don't land softly. It is a bit of a heavy heavy landing, isn't it? So you wouldn't want to do too many of those like for wear and tear. But even just each individual act 
if you land the wrong way, you could uh, easily hurt your knee or your ankle if you didn't land the way you were trained. They do training for that kind of thing, of course, but one mistake and, yeah, you could hurt yourself. Yeah, look, I don't have the stats. You're not going to waste any more time going into this, but is it really that dangerous? I don't think so. I could be wrong, though. I could be wrong. Alrighty. Some person called Smart Talk says, Lots of brave soldiers murdering each other. Usually the female soldiers, the victims of rejecting male advances. What the hell is this person talking about? Alright, E. Plinton 91, this is Conspiracy No Poll once again, says, My ex from high school enlisted in the Marines. That's all he planned to do since he was in the ninth grade. He didn't want or plan for college. He saw it as a way to gain skills, travel, make money, and handle weapons. He eventually joined around age 19 or 20 in 2011 until late 2014. He went overseas to the Middle East and Thailand, Japan, and was stationed in Hawaii. I believe he was a machine gunner. When we reunited in 2018, I'd ask him about his service, and he said it sucked. A lot of menial jobs. All they did was constantly train, but in different elements. Deserts, snow, forests, etc. Ate a lot of MREs. He did a lot of extra jobs to get out six months early. Didn't do any combat or hurt anyone, and he said it was mostly boring. I think the best part to him was practice shooting in the tanks mastering targets. I remember asking him if anyone was offended about Colin Kaepernick kneeling during the pledge, and he said no one in the military gives a shit or even knew that it was going on. That's the only person I ever really talked about the US military with who I trusted to tell me the truth. I knew another guy in the Marines who joined in 2005, but he was more of a dick about sharing stuff, and I feel like it was because he didn't have much to tell. Interesting. Very interesting indeed. Lots of different comments here. I can't read them all. Let's go to the live stream chat. We're already an hour into the show. Let's see what people are saying in the live stream chat. Our master is apparently from Poland. He's talking about people who joined up in Poland. In Poland, we had people that paid off their entire debts on houses in two years. He might be referring to two years of military work. I doubt it. They don't pay that well, do they? Two years of what? Two years of working in the mines, perhaps? Mum with Sons says that she remembers a warrant officer that got in the way of a propeller, and he lost. So I think she's saying that somebody got uh, cut up to death. Mum with Sons, I think, was in the Navy, so I'm not sure why he would have been near the propeller at the time, and uh, yeah, very sad. What a way to go that would be. Sean Hamer says, All my life, the idea of signing my life away to be a would-be, at the end of the day, any self-determination. I might have misread what he was posting there. He says, the draft hanging over the ordinary folks was a good hint too. So I think what he's saying is he wouldn't want to sign up, wouldn't want to sign his life away, as it were. John Watson says, war is a racket. Sean Amos says, there's kickback on weapons, malfunctioning artillery, loads of stupid injuries. Yeah, I can see that being a thing. 
although I would imagine that there'd be a strong emphasis on training. I would like to think there wouldn't be that many stupid injuries. I would like to think that. I would like to think that. <laughs> it would, it, you, yeah, come on. Anyway, uh, let's see. Twitwit says, Simpa Pi Day. Is it? I don't know. Our master says, two years of working as physicians and helpers of physicians, you were asking how many people would stop working as such before. Yeah, I don't think many would stop working. That was somebody that somebody on the, the no poll had written about. But yeah, I don't... Put it this way, I don't think that many people quit being doctors or nurses during the, the nonsense, and I don't blame them. A lot of them had debts they had to pay off. A lot of them, this is all they've known their whole life. They went to school, then they went to college, seven years or thereabouts, and then they had to do a like effectively an internship for a year or so, and then they're already by this stage, what, close to 30, and now they've got social status as a doctor. Why would they throw that all away? Why? Because they signed, they took some Hippocratic oath? So what? What difference does that make to anything? This person still has invested all their life in being a doctor or a nurse. It's all they know. Why are they going to sacrifice all of that just because they don't agree with the jibby jabs or with the mask mandates or the banging pots and pans to celebrate the... Like, whatever. So what? Why are they going to throw their whole life away just because of that? They're not going to do that. Most of them, anyway. The ones who did, I mean, good on them. These idea of people having principles, I like it. I think it's great. I'm just saying that's not how the world really works most of the time. Mamu's son says that he was an ordinance officer. He was checking ordinance. Well, there you go. John Watson says more people die in motorway maintenance. They had doubled the income. What, during the pandemic, they doubled doctors' salaries. That is crazy. Well, then they have even more reason not to, not to quit the profession, don't they? Sean Hamer says recruits die of exhaustion on training exercises. This happens regularly in the UK, he says. And then he says in inverted commas, they didn't have what it takes. I wonder how often that happens. How often do British soldiers die in training? I'd be very surprised if this is more than a handful. Training and exercise deaths in the UK armed forces. This is the top link on my Googles. And what does it have to say? Training and exercise deaths. This is from the Ministry of Defence. So this is the official numbers. This is between January 1 of 2000 and August 31 of 2022. So we're talking about two decades it says that 5% of all deaths amongst UK armed forces personnel, I'll just zoom in for those of you watching at home, occurred during training or exercise. So 130 regular personnel, pardon me, and 21 reserve personnel. So 150 people died in those 20 years. So 150 people in the UK, I mean the British armed force, I should say the UK, I keep saying British when I should say UK. In the UK, armed forces, 150 people died in training or exercises. 118 were injury-related, 28 were disease-related, and 9 were cause not known. So your rough ratios are about 120 injury to 30 disease to 10 not known. So the vast majority are injury-related. 
Okay, 27 in the Navy, 100 in the Army, and 24 in the Air Force. And uh, we just, I just want to scroll through. This is interesting to me. Does it give more details about what kind of injuries? I'm guessing that it will. I'm guessing that's what's going to happen. Just bear with me here, folks. I'm sorry about the dead air, but this is interesting to me now. What do the official stats say? Injuries. Death activities by type. So... 24 people died due to diseases or conditions of the circulatory system. So in other words, you'd think they're saying heart attacks, right? Like uh, heart stopping due to exhaustion from overtraining. Perhaps is what they're talking about. Even if that's all 24 are those 24 and 20 years, man, that's not a lot of people. I mean, obviously every case is tragic for the families and what have you. Don't get me wrong, but... 20 bit like that's that's one per year man dying from exhaustion if that's what if i'm i'm only having a cursory look at the information here but that's what it looks like they're saying one per year man then it says in the air force the biggest cause of accidents were aircraft accidents not a big surprise let's go to the supplementary tables to see a further breakdown of the deaths what a lovely topic to be talking about in the early hours of a Wednesday morning. Uh, there's too much. Now, see, I don't want to waste time going through. Oh, well, let's just click on this one for 2022. Let's just see what it says. Let's just take a look. This is all from the Ministry of Defence, gov.uk, if you don't mind. Data tables. All right, we'll just click. I'm doing a lot of clicking here, folks. Just want the... Oh, it's an Excel spreadsheet. All right, show us the Excel spreadsheet. Come on. What's the worst that can happen? I don't think you guys can see this on your screen, can you? No, you can't. Hmm, let me see if I can fix that somehow. Let's take a look here. Goodness gracious me. Excel spreadsheet. Sign in. I'm not sign in. Ah, boy, oh boy. What a waste of time. Anyhow, enough about all of that. Let's see what they have to say in the live stream chat. We're coming towards the end of the show. Yeah, yeah, boy. Sean Hamer says, yeah, John, I reckon it gets on the news once every year. I think he's referring to the uh, the deaths due to training or what have you. Linda Curtis says, yeah, about the same amount of marching band members get hot during the summer. Now, is being a marching band member dangerous? How many marching band deaths? Let's see what Google has to say. What a time to be alive. Has anyone died while marching in a show? Huh. Three college marching band members killed. Oh, by a freightliner. Huh. That's no good. Um, lightning? Somebody was killed by lightning in the marching band? Goodness gracious. What a way to go. Anyhow, back to the live stream chat. Yeah, lots of people there. So, I might have mentioned that there is a mailing list for johnlemond.com. It's a free mailing list. It takes 10 seconds to join in this way. If I ever do get kiboshed by YouTube, which has happened in the past, hasn't happened for some time, I think I'll be okay. I don't think I'm saying anything that's too controversial on these live streams. I save all the controversial stuff for the material that I can host on my own website where I don't have to worry about the censorship, but I think so far we're good. But just in case they kibosh me, you want to make sure you're on that free JLB mailing list. Link in the info box below. 
There is also a John LeBine Twitter. And uh, what's going on with Twitter these days? I know there were some people who were making quite some headway a few years ago. People like Human Vibration, A's, Rambo, Murph. They were making uh, a lot of headway. They were getting a lot of subscribers. We're talking tens of thousands of subscribers and they could tweet and have hundreds of replies. It was happening regularly. Twitter seemed to be on the on the rise at the time for this kind of uh, you know alternative discussion, but I think the engagement rates are, are way far down on Twitter for one reason or another. I think the engagement rates more broadly for this corner of the internet are down because the corona's over, people have moved on, and after you go through something like my coronas and my pandemics and my lockdowns and my Black Lives Matter protests and. The jibby-jab mandates and all the people saying that everyone's going to die soon and then clearly people didn't die soon. and It's been a crazy three years, folks. After all of that, a lot of the more general alternative discussion, such as a live stream like this talking about the military and what kinds of people are signing up, why are they signing up, these kinds of discussions, it's just, you know, it's not as interesting, not as entertaining. People have less reason to be here now. There's no collective enemy either. Once upon a time, the collective enemy was the so-called virus, the the people pushing this idea of a virus. It was the jibby jabs, it was the mandates, it was the crazy lefties who supported all of this madness, you know? It was a collective enemy. Where's the collective enemy these days? You know, it's kind of gone away, hasn't it? So I think this corner of the internet, if it wasn't already on a decline pre-coronas, I think it was, but even if it wasn't, it's certainly on a decline now. There was, it, was, it hit certain highs in a way, certain peaks during my coronas, but that's all dipping away now and I think I think this corner of the internet unless there's any fake alien invasions or fake nuclear wars or something which is you know that is possible they could, the people who run the show could do something like that I don't think they will anytime soon in the absence of that I think this corner of the internet will uh, continue to a trophy people will continue to leave in greater numbers than they come and join in the fun in the comments or the live stream chats or creating content or whatever the case is all these little communities I think they might have seen their best days, I think. And that's not necessarily a good thing or a bad thing. It just is what it is. As they say, the only constant is change. And yeah, for those people who enjoyed 2015, 16 and all the fun of the these more out there theories gaining traction and the people who joined more recently and they've enjoyed learning about how far some of the hoaxery can go, especially with the medical profession, there's a certain fun that comes from learning these things, discovering these things, finding this whole range of people around the world who have already figured some so much of this stuff out. There's a certain fun that comes with all of that, but I think a lot of that's gone now, I suspect. But I could be wrong. Let me know in the comments section below. Of course, we have Conspiracy No Poll, the subreddit, about 60,000 subscribers there. And you can post something. You might get five replies. You might get 100. You might get three or 400. You never know. And there's lots of people there with different views on different things. The majority of the regulars are pretty hip on media fakery and science fakery, but there's also people there who are still relatively new and haven't quite figured out how how far some of the shenanigans go. There's even a couple of normies who post there regularly, and so long as they're polite and respectful, which some of them usually are, what's the problem? So lots of different opinions, ideas, perspectives, lots of different theories. Go and check out Conspiracy No Poll. Make sure you're on that free GLB mailing list like I told you, and we'll be back next week for a more dynamic show. We'll start at a more appropriate time, a bit earlier in the evening for me. We'll probably start at 11 local, which is, let me think here, it used to be seven hours difference, now it's six. 
So we're looking at 5 p.m. New York time, Tuesday next week. And we're looking at... Has Australia changed at a daylight savings? Don't think they have. I think it'll be 8 o'clock in the morning for Australians on the East Coast. Or at least in Victoria, New South Wales, obviously Brisbane doesn't have daylight savings. But you get what I'm trying to say. Wednesday morning, Australia. Tuesday afternoon, America. And uh, late in the evening here in beautiful Plovdiv, Bulgaria. We'll come back next week. Now, I don't know what the topic will be next week. It could be anything. What kind of topics are we getting at Conspiracy No Poll? Let's take a look. Let's go and take a look here. What kind of threads are we getting? What have been the threads over the last week? Let's take a look. Control plus plus plus. Zoom in for those of you watching at home. So we've looked at this one. What is your opinion of the military? I only read some of the comments, guys. There's more comments here. Go and check them out if you're interested. The second thread is the disappearance of the MH370. Now, that would make a good topic, actually. That would make a very good topic. We might look at that one next week. We'll see. What else is on there? Would you want the government to have access to your mind, i.e. control over nervous system, telepathic communication, etc., for any reason? Would you like to see sports gambling ads banned from our telescreens? Can scripted events be implanted in our dreams the same way they are in the media? If I were an evil government that wanted to kill people who were anti-government, I would deregulate until a deadly virus spreads, then encourage people not to take the jibby. Could modern engineers and architects and construction firms build structures as impressive as... Hmm, lots of interesting stuff there, conspiracy no poll. Big thanks to all the people who do like to go and leave their comments and stir up the conversation over at the Conspiracy No Polls subreddit. I think it's important to have different platforms and avenues for discussion. So I've got johnlebond.com, and there are other places, such as the Infinite Plane Society, which is largely based around the Discord server there, fakeologist.com, used to be based on their Discord. That's not really very active these days. It kind of... uh, Things didn't seem to work out with that uh, Discord, unfortunately. But they've still got their forums. They've still got their audio chats. You can go and talk there over at fakeologist.com. There's the Realize Radio community, largely based around their Discord and the audio chats on the Patreon as well. There's Peace of Mindful, the blog. Lots of comments are usually left on most of the posts over at Peace of Mindful. There are different so-called conspiracy forums and what have you. There, there are all these different outlets, and I think it's important for somebody like me to have... Uh, different places to go and share my questions and my ideas and read other people's thoughts and ideas. So the more of these, the better, I think. This is one subreddit, but you might have your own forums that you like to go and check out. Or I don't use Facebook groups or Telegram groups. I know there's lots of those as well. So the more of these, the better, I think. It's good for me to uh, to see what people are saying, different audiences. And uh, this is one of them, Conspiracy No Poll. I like to go and check it out. So I'll read a few more of your live stream comments, then we will wrap it up for today. JT33 says, great show, JLB. I appreciate that, JT33. Sean Hamer says, constitutor, one who agrees by way of a simple pact to pay the debt of another. And this is always a principal obligation. Now, this is a lovely comment. Check this out. Lexman, Lex Van Man says, thanks many, JLB, for helping me not radiate my unborn children. Wow, that is a lovely comment. If anything that I have said has led somebody to go and do their own research into so-called ultrasound, and then they have decided, based on the evidence available to them, not to go ahead and ultrasound their babies, then I think this is splendid news. 
Now, a lot of people think that so-called ultrasound is safe for the baby. And if you believe that, then fair enough. Go ahead and have the baby ultrasounded. I'm not here to tell people what to believe. What I would suggest is that if you do your own research, you probably come to the obvious conclusion there's no benefit to the baby for having these so-called ultrasounds. There is no benefit. People think, oh, they're, they're going to catch some disease here and then what? Treat it to kill the baby. And you will hear countless stories if you go out there and look for them of people who were told, oh, your baby's got this problem, this problem. They decide not to terminate it. The baby turns out fine. So how many false positives have there been from these uh, so-called diagnostic ultrasounds? Then if they, let's say that there is a genetic problem. Let's just say that there is. And let's just say that the parents decide to act upon that advice. What's the action going to be to kill the baby? So again, that doesn't really benefit the baby, does it? Without getting into some kind of um, ethical or moral uh, debate or discussion about, well, is it worth living life if you have Down syndrome? Is it worth, you know, that, that's another conversation. And maybe some people truly believe that Down syndrome people shouldn't live. Maybe they really believe that. I don't know. Me personally, I don't believe that. So I don't see any benefit to the baby from from these diagnostics that tell them to terminate the baby. Then some people say, oh, no, but some of the diagnostics, they, they can do other things to help the baby. Yeah, okay, I know you believe that. Have you gone and looked for the evidence? Have you gone and looked for the evidence that shows that if you take two groups of babies, both of them, so, so the sample size, all of the samples, you know, they're split into two groups. One group have been diagnosed with a problem, uh, and then the uh, medical uh, fraternity intervenes somehow. Then you've got the other group who have been diagnosed with a problem while in utero, but there's been no intervention taken. Does it turn out that the ones where intervention are taken, they have better outcomes overall than the ones with no intervention? Have you gone and looked for that evidence? Has anybody? The answer is no, they haven't. They just assume that there is some better, there is some benefit to the baby from doing this. And there isn't any, so far as I can tell. And I've looked. So if you can find that, please send it to me, johnlebond123gmail.com. I will change my mind, folks. If someone can show me that study, with the control group where there's no intervention and then the uh, experimental group where they are intervened based on these so-called diagnostics uh, ultrasounds and the outcomes are better for the, the babies who are intervened with, I'm happy to look at the evidence. Show it to me. I, I kind of hope that evidence does exist. <laughs> at least it'd be some reason for the existence and proliferation of ultrasound beyond uh, what seems to me is the obvious reason which has nothing to do with the benefit of the, of the individual baby. None whatsoever. I wish there was some benefit. Like, that'd be really cool. Go and see if you can find the evidence. Probably you can't. And probably Lex Van Man has gone and looked for the evidence, realized that there wasn't any, decided not to have the baby, ultrasounded in the womb. I'm glad to hear that. That's, that's the kind of nice message that I like to receive every now and then, whether it's in live stream chat comments or emails or comments on johnlebond.com. When people say stuff like, and this is my words, not theirs, something along the lines of, JLB, because of your work, I went and looked into it, and then I made a better decision. So those are my words. Not No one's ever written me those an email with those exact words. But the general message, a lot of the time, is just that. They went and looked into it. They realized that they, didn't, they hadn't been fully informed. Then they made a better decision. I've got those kinds of messages periodically. It's not every day, not every week, not even every month. Hmm... Maybe. Oh, maybe. Yeah. Maybe, 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 maybe on average once a month. Maybe. It's hard to say, actually. But every now and then is a point. It's not every day, but it's sometimes. And uh, it's lovely to get that kind of feedback. I appreciate it. 
So thank you, Lexman Man, for saying that. That's a lovely way to end the show. So thanks again to all the people in the live stream chat. If you want to know more about ultrasounds, I can see some people talking about that in the live stream chat. If you want to know more about ultrasounds, you can go and check out JohnLeBond.com. Just type in ultrasound into the search bar. It'll come up with a stream. It's about one hour long, maybe more. In fact, you know what? I'll do you a, I'll do you a solid. If you go to JohnLeBond.com, this is a podcast that's available freely. I know a lot of people complain that some of my content is behind the paywall at JohnLeBond.com. I understand that. A lot of people feel like all the time and effort that I put into producing content, that they have a right to it for free. I know a lot of people feel that way and people are entitled to their, to their thoughts. The thing is, I have released a ton of content for free and it's still the best content you're going to find on these topics anywhere in the world, in my personal opinion. And it's available right now for free. And if you go to johnlebond.com and go to the search bar, just type in ultrasound. This is a topic that I can get very passionate about. Maybe not at two o'clock in the morning on a Wednesday morning, but I can get very passionate about this topic at times because when I looked into this, folks, what I discovered shook me to the depths of my miserable soul. Shook me to the depths, folks. Oh, yes. And you think I'm being dramatic? Maybe I am. Go and take a look at this. This is called the ultrasound hoax. And I ask these three questions before trying to give my answers. Is ultrasound safe and or beneficial for the baby in the womb? Because that's what it's meant to be about, isn't it? That is the whole point of this thing, supposedly. It's meant to be beneficial for the baby. Of course, in reality, it's beneficial for the parents who they have to see the baby. I have to see the baby. I have to see it. You know you're going to have this baby in real life in a few months and you'll be with it for at least 15, 16 years, probably 18, 20. These days, maybe until the baby's 30 years old, you'll have plenty of time to see the baby. Oh, no, they have to see it now. Oh, okay. So it's not really about you. It's about... It's not really about the babies, it's about you. It's not for the baby's benefit. Oh, but they can they can find out problems. Oh, can they really? So my next question is, who openly admits that the modern ultrasound machines are quote-unquote running hot? Yeah, who openly admits that? Is it some crazy conspiracy theorist in Plovdiv, Bulgaria? No, why would you care what I have to say? I found what the people who make these machines are saying. Oh, yes. Goodness gracious me, just wait till you find out. And also, why do so few people discuss the potential ramifications of this technology? Yeah, why is that? How come there's all these people talking about vaccines and injection? How come they're all talking about this stuff? But almost nobody talks about ultrasound. Why is that, folks? Why is there must be a reason? What could that reason possibly be? I wonder. I wonder why... How come all these people in the act realm who fancy themselves as researchers and content creators and truth tellers, how come so few of them ever talk about ultrasound? There must be a reason, folks. What could it be? What could that reason possibly be? Well, I talk about that and so much more in this podcast, which is available right now. And you can find that. It's called The Ultrasound Hoax by John LeBon. It's a one-hour podcast. It's available right now for free. And it even includes links to one of the studies that I spoke about in that presentation. Go and check it out, folks. Go and check it out. Now, it's not as fun. Okay, I'm going to tell you right now. It's not as fun. It's not as sexy. It's not as exciting as Flat Earth. Okay? Or Mandela Effect. Or the Transvestigation. It's not as exciting. But it is, I would suggest... Much more important if you ever plan on having children. If you don't plan on having children, then, well, you can kind of, I guess you can kind of ignore it, even though there's a lot of 
if you connect the dots, what's really going on with ultrasounds it might help you to understand what's going on with the people around you. It's not just brainwashing from TV. It's not just brainwashing at school. It's not just socialization factors and people trying to go along with the herd to get on. It's not just those things. Those are big factors. There's another factor that could explain why the average person around you is completely redacted. Even most people who like to think of themselves as awake still behave as though they're completely redacted, still get very emotional, and are still very uh, driven by pride and vanity and ego. And the actual facts of the matter rarely uh, matter to these people. Why is that? Maybe because their development was stunted before they ever had a chance in this world. Maybe. I'm just saying it's a possibility. You're going to have to do your own research, obviously. You might want to start by at least listening to me and all of my crazy theories. Then you can go and check out some of the scientific studies that I link to. Maybe those studies are a hoax. I don't know. Make up your own mind, folks. That is the ultrasound stuff. So there's lots of information at johnlebon.com. Of course, a lot of it is behind the paywall. That is true. But there's also a ton of stuff that anyone can access. And I would argue is the best stuff that there is. But I could be biased. I probably am biased. Let's be honest. Go and make up your own mind. JohnLeBond.com. Big thanks once again to all the people in the live stream chat. Sorry that we started a little bit late. And sorry I've been a bit more quiet than usual. It is very late here in beautiful Plovdiv, Bulgaria. But next week will be much more energetic. I'm sure about that. Woodchuck says, thank you very much for the free info. We're extremely grateful. Thank you very much for the kind words. It is nice to get that kind of uh, positive sentiments in the live stream chat. Paul Shoneman says, My parents couldn't get pregnant for a decade after me until my younger brother ultrasound weekly plus injections to keep him alive. <sighs> yeah, weekly ultrasounds. Goodness gracious. There's a few people in there saying thanks for the show, guys. Thank you very much. We'll be back next week, like I said, from 5 p.m. U.S. Eastern, from 8 a.m. Australian Eastern. And I'll be reading your live stream comments I'll be reading out comments that were left on this post at johnlebond.com. And you want to check that info box for all the links that you need to all the relevant stuff. Go and check out Conspiracy No Poll. Big thanks to everybody who makes this possible. This has been Conspiracy No Poll, episode number eight on March 14, 2023. Four episodes left for the season. So we're two-thirds of the way through now. And I've had a lot of fun. So in four weeks, we'll reassess what we're doing. But so far, the live stream shows have been very enjoyable for me and apparently from the live stream chat the feedback you guys are enjoying the shows as well so that'll do us for today let's go out with a track let's go out with the auto hoaxer revolution this is by mvp to hardware vandal if you like this kind of music go and check out the infinite plane society they've got all kinds of creative people putting together memes and music and what have you and lots of creativity go and check it out this is mvp to hardware vandal with an all-time classic i'm john lamont coming to you from beautiful plovdiv bulgaria until next week take care of your souls and I'll see you all again very shortly. And I did not queue up the music properly there, did I? Where is the volume? Oh, there it is. Here we go, folks. See you all next week. Thank you very much. They're good at it. They're trained in it. IPS is just showing the truth. Yeah. Respect to the Infinite Plane Society. The Autohoker Revolution.
facilities for that big man I don't think you have the facilities for that big man Talk about it. 